We've had the Cincinnati Bengals schedule for about two weeks now, but you know what we haven't done? Is we haven't done our way too early predictions going game by game. Let's do that today. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day, and you can subscribe to this podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You come in every day or so you never miss an episode of Locked On Bengals, including the great interviews we have, all the good off-season content we have, including some great film reviews on the Bengals' new draft prospects later this week or new drafted players i should say and you can become a first listener and join the many other locked on Bengals listeners and make us their first listen every day today's episode brought to you by fanduel sportsbook the official sportsbook of the nfl you can make every moment more with fanduel at fanduel.com slash locked on where you can get started james i'm going to be extremely bullish on the cincinnati Bengals today we're going to oh. go through this schedule Optimistic and Jake is here. Uh-oh. You know, I've said it, though. My expectations for this team are that I'm not going to look at a, a game on this schedule and say, yeah, they should lose that game. That's not where this team is in the team-building cycle. That's not where this team is from, from my perspective in terms of expectations where they had the Super Bowl run. They got better. They were a better team. Couldn't quite get it done in the AFC AFC Championship game, and the injuries caught up to them. And I think they should, once again, and we've talked about this, we've spent entire episodes and segments talking about where they're better, where they're worse. As an overall football team, I think they should be better again. The AFC, though, is very challenging. And so yeah. that's what they have to overcome. But specifically what they have to overcome is a 17-game schedule. And uh, let's go game by game shall we and and talk about well we'll do some analysis but my basic answer for most of these questions is going to be w look at you this is the most confident i've ever seen you in anything my god um no i i think that should be the expectation for this bengals team right last year it was well the offensive line is better how much better can they avoid a super bowl hangover all of those things and they did especially after Joe Burrow was able to get the weight back on and, and get back to playing after having a, a pretty serious surgery on late July, right? As training camp was starting. So hopefully you can avoid any of that stuff and assuming they do that and can have a, a healthy number nine, I think they go up to Cleveland and get a W in week one. And, and it's interesting because that's kind of the, the narrative is, oh, man, Joe Burrow and the Browns. And he struggled in a couple of those games. He also, in his second game of his career, and I'm going to keep reminding people of this, with no one, with with a bench John Ross, A.J. Green who couldn't get open against Denzel Ward, Mike Thomas catching touchdowns. I don't even know if Mike Thomas is in the league right now, and he's my guy. Number eight, number 80 last year, that Mike Thomas. I don't know if uh, if he signed anywhere. This dude, four days into his NFL career, his second career game went up there and threw for 316 yards, 61 pass attempts. I don't think it's a Browns thing. I think the Bengals have played poorly as a team against uh, the 
or the Bengals have played poorly against the Browns. I expect Burrow to play well. I expect this offense to take a step. And I know that defensive line for Cleveland is pretty darn good now. I, I know that they have a new defensive coordinator. I know all of those things. I think the Bengals handle business in a chaotic environment at Cleveland Brown Stadium uh, on the banks of Lake Erie and, uh, and get it done week one. Cleveland Brown Stadium. Yeah, it's no, no longer first energy. It's Cleveland Brown Stadium. Yeah. Good reminder that I will. Actually, know what? I never knew. That's a cool name. Honestly, it's cool. Whatever it was before. I didn't know what it was before. First energy. Okay. Uh, new defensive coordinator. Week one weirdness. These are the only, only things to me that, that could make this game problematic for the Bengals. Because week one is weird. And, and we don't know what's going to happen in training camp and all these things. We don't know what the, the, the health situation is going to be. But the Browns' defense on paper is pretty good with that front four like you talked about, like the one Thornhill signing back there in the secondary, like the corners. Yes. Greg, uh, Martin, Martin Emerson, fantastic as a rookie, third-round rookie last year, was one of the better rookie corners in the league, not named Sauce Gardner. Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom. That's a, that's a good corner trio there. Juan Thornhill, like I said, like him. Question mark at the other safety spot with Grant Delpit, I think. Uh, JOK, still really good. Sione Takitaki last year had the game of his career against the Bengals. But what's going on with that offense? I mean, Jim Schwartz, the defense should be better. Jim Schwartz, I think objectively, is a better defensive coordinator than Joe Woods. But Oh, yeah. Than Joe I mean, Woods? Yeah, of course. Is, is Deshaun Watson ever I thought you were going to say then Lou. I was like, I was no, like, oh. No. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. Right. No, I mean, okay. saying anyone's objectively a better defensive coordinator than Lou is tricky. But, like, they have so many questions on offense, starting with their quarterback, who was atrocious last year. And until you see it with that offense, do you believe it? I don't. I need to see it. They Last thing on this, and because we have plenty of games to get to, I think the Browns are going to be pretty good. Like, there is talent. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're starting with Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Elijah Moore, like that's a pretty good one through three. It's not the Bengals, but guess what? Most receiver units aren't the Bengals one through three or one through four. And you're right. It comes down to Nick Chubb, to me, best running back in the game, one of them. Mm-hmm. Certainly the most consistent runner. Best, Maybe it's best running back because he's the best runner in the game. I, I would say that. Um, maybe not most complete or whatever you want to say, but Deshaun Watson, how does he play? It comes down to it. If he can match Joe Burrow and play at an elite level, then this game feels much different. I think that's a lot to ask week one. Obviously, the Bengals have to stop the run. So uh, it sounds like both of us are going W week one. And back-to-back divisional matchups, Jake. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You, you return home. Hopefully, you're 1-0. You play Baltimore. And, and this is another team. That should be really good. Lamar Jackson obviously signed his extension. They add some weapons, sign Odell Beckham Jr. to a contract that no one was giving him. I think he was New York bound to the Jets. And last second, the Ravens said, hey, man, let's get OBJ, which I don't blame them. They're desperate. They stink at drafting receivers. It hasn't worked out. They, they, they have not added the right skill guys around Lamar. So they do that. They, uh, they draft the, the kid out of Boston College as well. We'll see. But I think this is an interesting game, and it's going to come down to the Bengals' offense being better than they were against the Ravens in back-to-back games at the end of the regular season last year and then in that playoff game. This Bengals' offense has to take a step. And I know they were shorthanded. I know all of those things. They were also at home. 
So at home again, hopefully they can play better against a, a Ravens defense that I don't want to say had their number because the Bengals handled business back-to-back weeks, but it wasn't pretty. They had their number and then Joe Burrow started to figure it out and then he had it figured out. It took him seeing Mike McDonald's defense a couple times and the Bengals suffered some injuries, which made it uglier as, as the game, as the games went on, but Joe Burrow figured him out. I, I think that's a big question for me is, is does Joe Burrow and this coaching staff continue to have answers for Mike McDonald's defense? Because that's really what kept Baltimore in games without Lamar Jackson. But the other big difference is, of course, Lamar Jackson should be there. And Odo Beckham, Rashad Bateman, and Zay Flowers is a much different, and Mark Andrews is a much different set of weapons than the Bengals faced with the Ravens last year. The Ravens will be better. Yeah. For sure. And they were as good. As long last as they year. stay healthy, they're a really well coached team. Tom Munkin, going to be an entirely new offense, going to be a much more modern NFL offense, most likely. So, a lot to contend with with this Ravens team. Good coaching staff, good new players. Bengals home opener, though. And they know they need to get up to a hot start. Uh, like I said, I'm just having a hard time picking against the Bengals I, right now. I, I'll tell you right now, I, I have the Bengals splitting these two. I have them beating Cleveland, losing to Baltimore. Starting one on one, I'm I'm taking the home opener. So if you if you think they're going to split the first two, I'll chalk it up to week one weirdness and, and give me the home opener. Yeah, I, I could see it. I just I, I think that uh, I think the Ravens are better than the Browns. I think it's close. Give me Lamar over Watson. Oh yeah, those, I think the Ravens are better than the Browns for sure. But I'm just I, saying, I, like week one weirdness on the road in Cleveland, all those factors. Sure. Yeah. I. But both. It, it's not. This division's so good. Like I think it's a really good division. Like there's mm-hmm. no slouch. There's no crappy team, and uh, and so yeah, I have them one and one. You have them two and zero. Oh, it, it sounds yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Well, we have a lot of games to get to. We're moving at a yeah. slow pace. We're gonna have to pick we'll, it up. We'll pick up the pace here. Talking about divisional matchups to open the season. Those are always gonna have a little bit more meat on the bone when we talk about the rematches with this te- these teams. Not as much meat on the bone. Not as much meat on the bone with week three either. We'll get to week three coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs continue to roll on in the conference finals, and you, well, you need to get in the game and get in the action with America's number one sports book. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win from single-game wagers. Maybe you want to do a same-game parlay. Maybe you want to parlay two different games. You can do all of those things, and it's not just NBA. From Major League Baseball, maybe you want to look into the future and see some future NFL bets. FanDuel has you covered. There's no better place to bet on all of the playoff action and America's number one sports book. So check them out right now at fanduel.com slash locked on to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Week three, James, I know there's Super Bowl rematch intrigue here, but this is a very, very different Los Angeles Rams team 
put me down for a W without a whole lot of deep analysis. The Rams aren't going to be good. I know they sold Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald, and there's some guys on that team that are still good players, but the Rams are not going to be a good team this year. And if I'm wrong, people can. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sure, and and you're not going to be the only one that says that. I, I think it, it's it's one of those weird, sneaky teams that could be better than people expect because people are so low on them. That said, you're right. Monday night football in the jungle, one and one is where I had them. I, I have them handling business and getting the two and one on the season. The, these are the type of games you just handle business and you move on. And uh, I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals do that. And it isn't revenge for Super Bowl 56, but uh, it would be a nice little uh, little cherry to, to get a win um, against the team that obviously cost you a Lombardi. I think there's going to be a lot of motivation for those guys in terms of we're not going to drop a primetime game to this team that, that we didn't win the Super Bowl against. Sure. I in their stadium, which is ridiculous. Home Super Bowls, hate it. Next game, week four. Ridiculous. <laughs> Two years in a row. Never happened in the history of the game. Two I know. It's just bad luck. It's no, it's, I mean, what can you say? I, I, I know. It's just, it's just, I don't wouldn't like it. Wouldn't have mattered if the Bucs could uh, cover Cooper Cup deep, Antoine Winfield Jr., just letting mm-hmm. him go in the division yeah. round. Or if uh, the safety for the 49ers could catch. I forget his name. Tart. Tart. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was Tart. It's right there. Week four. Butterfingers. Go ahead. Week four back in Tennessee for like the 20th straight year. The Bengals go on the road to face the Titans. Now, talk about teams that are going to be better, I think, than, than folks expect. And I don't think Tennessee is going to be like good by any means. I don't think they're going to be a great team or anything. But the defense is going to continue to be a well-coached Mike Vrabel defense who's going to make your life difficult. And the same could be said for like – all of these first four teams, well, the besides the Browns, maybe on the offensive side of the ball, I'm not sure about that. But a lot of really good coaches on the Bengals' schedule to start the year, and that's true of the defense of the Tennessee Titans as well. That being said, look at that Tennessee Titans offense. Is, is Derrick Henry putting the team on, on his shoulders and, and keeping them in this game? No. Traylon Burks breaking – no. I mean, no. you, you can try to find answers, and it could be a grindy game because these yeah. games tend to be grindy, but I like the Bengals here. That, that's the part of, of the Bengals that is so – that's why you should be bullish on them because I, I think that they – the way they can win, they've won these grinded-out type games offensively, and this year they should be the best they've been offensively during this run. And obviously the defense is set up to win grinded out type games, especially against an offense like Tennessee makes a ton of sense. Like I'm not even sure Derrick Henry's going to be there. We will see. Right. I mean, if you could get anything for him, they have Tajay Spears, like just give the backfield to Spears. I, that, that might be a take, not a take for me. So uh, we'll see there, but uh, no, I'll take the Bengals. So I have them starting three and one. You have them 
at uh, four and zero. Is it a more interesting question to talk about whether or not Will Levis will be starting this game than whether or not the Bengals will win this game? It seems not that a little early. Spend time there, but it seems a little early for a guy that eats bananas with the peel on. But never say never. <laughs> Oh man! Anytime he gets brought up, I'm never letting him live it down. Mayonnaise in his coffee. Come mayonnaise on, in the coffee. You, you can't be an NFL star if you do those things. You can be weird. That's that's different than weird. That's unbelievably bad. That said, speaking of unbelievably all, bad, all of the UK fan listeners we have right now are just turning the podcast off. Well, hey, I hope Chris <laughs> Rodriguez balls out. Like it's not a UK thing, right? It's not at all. Uh, that said. I said, speaking of unbelievably bad, the Cardinals might be the worst team in the NFL this year. It's a roster that was just built poorly, that got old, and then got older and older and older. We'll see if DeAndre Hopkins is there, if Kyler Murray returns. That's the only thing here is I guess Murray could be back for this game. Maybe he returns against the Bengals. But outside of being able to go to Phoenix and and enjoy that weather, uh, you know, which it should be nice that time of year, I don't really think there's going to be an issue here. Give me the Bengals, and they improved a four and one. I would be shocked if you pick the Cardinals over the Bengals here. Is, is Buda Baker still an Arizona Cardinal? He requested a trade, so he is though. Yes, I mean, like, will he be by the time this game comes? Oh, That's oh. what I mean be, because of the. I think if they get a reasonable offer, why wouldn't you trade? They know they're rebuilding, and he's a safety. Yeah, he's still. Like, yeah, okay. He's still, non-premium. He's still wants to trade. Yeah. This is a game I have circled for the Bengals and is like a can they can they hang 35 on them in the first half? It's on the road, so you know, makes it a little bit harder. But this defense is maybe the worst in the league, maybe the worst on the Bengals schedule. The Rams are in that competition too, but at least they have Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm taking the Bengals going away here. Yeah, I easy. Easy. And so I have them at four and one. You have them at five and oh. The next week, you come back home, and this is the last game before the bye. You play the Seattle Seahawks. And I think the Seahawks kind of sneaky in the NFC West, which is is weird. I didn't really buy into them at all last year. And yet they still found a way to make a run and, and were in the mix. And Pete Carroll got the most out of Geno Smith and they kept him around. And then they added a bunch of pieces around him. I think that's a talented wide receiver group. I love their running backs. And I, I think that that offense with Geno Smith can put up points when they need to because of the weapons. And I'm not buying in on Smith long-term, but I think Seattle's pretty good. They have some solid young corners. They, they obviously had the, the fifth pick. They drafted the kid out of Illinois. I think it was the fifth pick, maybe sixth. But uh, – I think this is one of those sneaky games where every Bengals fan is going to say win at home against Seattle and Pete Carroll and the Seahawks get it done. So I have the Bengals falling to four and two. I get the Seahawks are a sneaky good team. I like Lou Anarumo against anybody when he has to game plan for a quarterback, when he has to game plan for an offense. The offensive line for the Seahawks did kind of come out of nowhere last year. They were pretty good with Charles Cross. As, as their first-round addition, their interior offensive line came together a little bit. But, and for all, all, the, can, all the good things that can be said about their secondary, and, and I agree, the secondary is good. Uh, Jamal Adams notwithstanding, I guess. But they don't really have the guys to get pressure. Like, is Draymond Jones fixing that entire defensive front? They add Derek Hall in the second round. That's a pick that could be looked at as one of the steals of the draft when we come back to it. 
but can they get enough pressure to to put Joe Burrow off his game? Because I expect Burrow to kind of be secondary agnostic this year. Like even against really good secondaries, like I don't with with this team, you have to be like Daryl Revis and and Sauce Gardner and Champ Bailey back there. Darrell Revis. Darrell, People are gonna kill Darrell yeah. Revis. What yeah. I say, Daryl. All right, you have to be three of the best corners of all time, assuming Sauce's career keeps going the way it's going. To, for for me to really think like that's going to have a huge impact on the game, especially when it's not coupled with a really good pass rush. So, so you have him six and zero. Oh, I, I do. I have him six and zero oh going into the bye. I, I do think that Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf is a scary trio. Ooh, that but one. because they... I, I like I like the Bengals as a complete team. I yeah. really do, and and so yeah, I mean it, it's taken a better team than Seattle for me to move move off the Bengals to start the season. Up next, we'll get to all of the games after the bye and see if Jake has the Bengals going 17 and 0. They're 6 and 0, according to Jake Lisko in the schedule game. We have 11 more games to get to, which means a little more rapid fire coming up next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've got to pick up the pace, James, and week eight at San Francisco. This is the game that to me uh-oh. is uh-oh. Uh-oh. the hardest in the first 15 games on the schedule. West Coast road trip. Yeah. Ridiculous defense. New defensive coordinator. So there's that. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big questions on offense, so there's that. Big historical rivalry, but even coming off the bye, I don't feel great about this one. Compared to the rest of the games, this is the one I feel the worst about. So if I had to pick a place for them to have their first loss, at San Fran could be it. But at the same time, like they have significant questions at quarterback. And... So if those aren't answered by week eight, it's week eight, right? Week nine, week eight, then maybe this answer changes. Yeah. So, all right. Just to be clear, you have them six and one now, correct? Yeah. This could be a place where they take their first loss. Yeah, we agree. Uh, I I think this is that mid-season lull. They start four and one. They lose a game before the bye, lose a game after the bye. And then there's going to be like, oh, man. But like last year when they fell to four and four, and I was guilty of it too, but it, it'll be four and three and be like, oh man, is it, is this, how good is this Bengals team? And, and you start to doubt them a little bit. And I think they thrive on that. And there's, every team hits it at some point. And, and it's, this one is, is going to be 
uh, in the middle of the year for me. I have this as a loss as well. Not that it won't be a, a really close game, but uh, it's just a tough one. Go on the road, West Coast, longest trip of the year, I believe, for them. And uh, I think they lose a tight one to the 49ers. And not to be outdone, up next, it's a probably an even bigger matchup. You return home, primetime, Bills. I have them getting this game. I think that they match up well against the Bills. The Bills, they add Dalton Kincaid. You know, they've added a couple pieces. I think that offense that they're hoping takes a step forward. I just think the Bengals are going to be really confident going into that matchup. They know that it could be the difference between getting the one seed and not getting the one seed. You're at home. It's a game you have to handle. So it'll be after losing two straight, there's going to be all this media. Oh, my goodness. It's Bengals and Bills, but the Bengals have slid. They've dropped two in a row. And then the Bengals are going to come out, punch them in the mouth, and and get the five and three on the season. I have them beating Buffalo. I do too. I just don't have them getting to a crazy low point this year because I think they're better than last year's team. I don't think they're going to have the same like last year's team. Well, that's not low. Two, it's not a low point. Four and just three? losing two games. Four, four and three. Sure. Me, Is that a crazy low point? Would be a would be a terrible start to the season for my expectations for this team. That would be awful. That would be way below where I want them to be at that point. Yeah. I mean, you've heard what, I, what I've had for, for them winning and losing. I just think they're a better team. They're not last year's team. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying they're last year's. I just think. Well, they're not losing to the Steelers and the Cowboys this time. The Cooper Rush sure. Cowboys this time. Yeah, the, I mean, the Ravens, I, I think Seattle's t- I mean, 49ers are arguably the best roster in the league. I, I kind of, I wonder if, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of good things about the 49ers team, but I wonder if they're being overvalued a little bit, just a little bit in a Maybe. bad NFC. So you have them beating the bills the following week. This one's easy. Texans W. Uh, yeah, no weird Texans voodoo stuff happening yeah. anymore. We're past All that right. point. So, so I have them six and three, you have them what eight and one. Mm-hmm. And then Baltimore Thursday night, I had them losing that week two matchup. I think on a short week, the doubt had continued. I have them getting it done and improving to seven and three on the year. My hot take for this game is this is around the time Baltimore tends to be piled up with injuries. They have some new staff to help them deal with injuries. I think like, isn't that, wasn't that the big deal out of the NFLPA report card for Baltimore was their training staff and they've changed the training staff since then. So maybe it's not as big of an issue for them, but they can't seem to get to the later part of the season healthy. This has been the case for them like the last two, three years. If Baltimore is healthy though, on the road, short week, prime time, you can see some weirdness sneaking in there. You can see a loss happening here, but I'm going to keep picking the Bengals in the division. So I'll take the Bengals here. And, and I think that we'll see if Baltimore can stay healthy this year. It's been such a problem for them the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it has. So we'll see there back-to-back division games again. And the first time playing the Steelers the following week, I have this as a win. I think it's going to be tougher than some realize. The Steelers are just well-coached, pretty good defense, solid skill players, better offensive line than they had last year. That said, I, I think that uh, the Bengals handle business. And you see how this streak is starting to, to, to continue four straight now uh, for the Bengals after starting four and three and four and one drop two. now they've won four straight and they're at eight and three. I do think the Steelers are going to be a good competitive 
good, maybe overstating it. Solid competitive team this year. They just always are with Mike Tomlin. I'm never going to buy the demise of the Pittsburgh Steelers as long as Mike Tomlin is there. And they have a lot of the pieces they have on the defensive side of the ball. But the Bengals are just a better team. And at home, they get a mini buy here going into this game. They have a rest edge. Give me the Bengals. One o'clock game in Cincinnati. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you there. This one's interesting. The following week, Monday night football in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, the Jags well coached, made the playoffs last year, won a playoff game, played pretty well at Arrowhead against the Chiefs the, the week prior to the Bengals playing them in the, the AFC championship game. I think this is a tight one, but give me Burrow late, much like he, he did it, it, on that Thursday night game a few years ago now in 2021. I think he makes the one more play than Trevor gets it done. I think this is like a one possession game goes down to the wire, but the Bengals squeak out of Jacksonville with a win on Monday night. I, uh, I like Jacksonville here. That's going to be a shocker perhaps. Wow. wow. But, uh, Trevor Lawrence getting Calvin Ridley back. I think Calvin Ridley's really good and people are forgetting about him a little bit. I, I don't know about the defense so much. But Josh Allen's really good if he's still there. He, didn't he also request? No, am I thinking of? Uh, no, he's good. I'm thinking of somebody else. Right? There was no trade stuff with Josh Allen in Jacksonville. No. Okay. No. Think Nothing I've heard. Else. Um, they, they have some pieces on that defense, so I, I don't know about the secondary. That could be their downfall in this game. But Trevor Lawrence is really good. I mean. He's taken some significant steps. I think that offense is a real thing. And prime time on the road, Jacksonville, I think they're going to be a solid team. And yeah. the Bengals maybe drop one here. After coming off two back-to-back uh, tough divisional games, maybe. That's the story I'll tell myself. I could also so I see have, them winning the game. but I have them at 9-3. and three. Well, of course. I have them at 9-3. and three. You have them at 10-2. and two. See, it's not that far apart. Uh, the following week... The Colts come to town, Anthony Richardson and company. And I assume Anthony Richardson will be starting uh, Shane Steichen, their new head coach and uh, offensive mind, rookie quarterback. I think it could be a little dangerous. I'm also not worried about Indianapolis too much. And I think the Bengals handle business here and get to 10 and three. Gus Bradley defense. Gus Bradley defenses don't tend to do so hot against Joe Burrow. And I don't think they have nearly enough on offense, given that I like the Bengals' defensive matchup. Good players on, on the indie defense. I like Quiddy Pay. I like DeForest Buckner. I like uh, where, where, Shaq Leonard. Change his name. Gets me every time I, I look at their roster. Adetamura Adebore, if he's coming together late in the year, that'll be fun. Anthony Richardson, that'll be fun. Uh, the Bengals see a lot of quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson. They prepare a lot for quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson. And mm -hmm. I know he's a freak athlete and, and maybe the best athlete at the position in the NFL, given his size. But uh, I just think it's not going to be enough in his first year with the state of that roster. So, yeah, I'm on the Bengals here. Yep. And following week, Vikings, same thing for me. I think that's a good Vikings team. Justin Jefferson playing hit, you know, the, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase storyline. That one will be pretty interesting. I think Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase rise to the occasion beat Minnesota. And, and now we're talking final month of the season, number one seed, everything on the line, the Bengals get it done here. And, and 
based on my prediction, I have them at 11 and three right now. You have them uh, at 11 and two going into this game. So you taking the Bengals over the Vikes? Yeah, on paper, again, I just don't see quite enough. I mean, Justin Jefferson is is great. Absolutely great. Jordan Addison, if he's a halfway decent receiver, takes a little bit of pressure off him, makes teams have to deal with him a little bit. I really like TJ Hawkinson. I think they have a solid offensive line to a good offensive line. They they only had Daniil Hunter on that defensive line now, though. They, they, they trade away Smith, right? And so... Do they have enough to get it done on the defensive side of the ball? I, I like the Bengals offense doing enough here. Might be a shootout again. Remember the last mm-hmm. time these teams played, there were a lot of points scored in that game, but I like the Bengals here. in the TBD game time on Sunday, December 17th. Yeah, and then you play on the 23rd, so a little bit of a short week for the uh, Bengals Steelers. This one, it's in Pittsburgh. I have them splitting with Pittsburgh and, and, and dropping this one. I think it'll be close. But they lose this one, and then it's like, oh, my gosh. They have the Chiefs and Browns to finish the season. They're, they drop from the one seed to maybe the two or the three with the loss um, behind Kansas City, and, and I think people start to freak out a bit. But, yeah, I have them falling to 11-4 and four here. 11-4, and four, and I have them at 12-3 and three going into this game? Or you, ha- you have them at 12-2 and two going into 12 this and game. 12-2. 13-2. and two. I think uh-huh. uh, I think they keep it going against the Steelers. They, I mean, yep. they're on they're on their first winning streak ever against the Steelers, or or something like that. Three game winning streak, right, against the Steelers? No, maybe they lost not week ever. One last year, oh, they did lose week one. Well, let's make it a three game winning streak against the Steelers. <laughs> um, the following week, and this is the big one: New Year's Eve at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a theme here. They lose the game before. The Buffalo game, handle business against Buffalo. Lose the game before the Kansas City game. I have them handling business against the Chiefs on New Year's Eve and, and improving to 12-4. and four. And what I think that game would do is get them even with Buffalo and or Kansas City for the one seed, and then they would have the tiebreakers, the head-to-head tiebreakers, so they would control their own destiny going into Week 18 against the Browns. I have this being a win here. I think this one goes Kansas City's way. The, the big element that we haven't talked about at all in this game is the Bengals have a two-day rest advantage here, which we'll see how much Huge. that matters. But the, the, the Chiefs play Monday night going into this game. The Bengals play Saturday. So there, there's a two-day edge there. Short week for Kansas City, long week for the Bengals. And that could tilt things the Bengals' way, but playing in Arrowhead um, – the way that I have the season going for them anyway, coming off a win and, and at 13 and two, get to 13 and three need right. 13 and three. Yeah. 13. You have 13 and three. I have 12 and four. And, so and then I have them sweeping Cleveland, sweeping the division turns out, which I think is a good division, but I think the Bengals, if they're the team I want them to be, and I think they are, I think they're better. So 14 and three to finish a year for me, which should be enough. Most years that's enough to be the one seed in the AFC. I have them beating the Browns as well and securing the number one seed with a 13 to 13 and four record. The tiebreaker comes into play here. I would say either over Buffalo or Kansas city. So we're one game apart. Um, more of the story and moral of this game, I think is expectations are as high for the Bengals as they've ever been in franchise history. And before people say, Oh, well, you're just saying that you don't know the Bengals have never won 13 games in one season ever. 
Never, ever, ever. Now, they might have last year in their defense. They might have if you would have counted that Buffalo game and had that counted and they won that game. That did not happen. So whether they go 13-4 and or 14-3, and if they do that, that's history, which would be for a third straight year. Joe Burrow leads the Bengals to some kind of history. Obviously, they would win the division as well. No one's ever won three AFC North division titles in a row. No one. And it hasn't been around that long, right? But still, it's tough to do. So we'll see if the Bengals can do it. They haven't gotten the one seed since 1988. So that would be another feat that they're trying to accomplish. It is It is very tough to do. But like I said, to, to me, the Bengals should be a better team this year overall. Joe Burrow should be better. This offense should be very mature at this point, like starting to get to that Peyton Manning dominance territory if Joe Burrow's on that trajectory where it just should be what it is every year, that Tom Brady dominance, whatever it is, he's, he's going into year four, right? So like this is where it, it just should be what it is, and it should be that really, really hard-to-beat team. You include the playoffs, by the way, James. The Bengals won 14 last year, 13 two years ago. But in the regular season, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't count playoffs. Not for, for that. Now, the history, that is part of the history. Winning a road game in the playoffs, they had never done that. They had never advanced in back-to-back playoffs. And they did that. And they've won road games, three road games, which that's hard that's, to do. Uh, that's very tough to do. And he's done it in two years. So – Maybe they've never done these these things, but why are they in play? Because they've broke plenty of records already. Well, why not continue to do that going into uh, this year? And the one seed, man, it would be nice to say, hey, the playoffs run through Cincinnati this year. Big part of this, Joe Burrow, another big part of it, like I've mentioned, is he's still on his rookie deal. So they still have a ton of money on the defensive side of the ball and Lou Anarumo on that side of the ball to make them a very complete team. And Brad Robbins, the punter, going to be – just a huge, huge impact this year. Yeah, for sure. Hey, punter. Punters matter. No, I think, uh, like I said, expectations are really high. I'm excited to see how it plays out. But uh, this team, I think they're going to be really darn good. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We're going to do a too early look at the 53-man roster as well. We'll dive into that coming up soon here on Lockdown Bengals. Until then, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one.